0: You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 149 with Ann Kaplan. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I am super excited to have Ann on the show today. If you feel like you struggle with home management systems and just feel overwhelmed and just kind of feel like everything's chaotic, this show is perfect for you. Make sure to share it with your friends that feel the same way. Um, I wanted to have her come on because I think it's so easy, especially as a stay-at-home mom or a mom that works from home, can just be overwhelmed. You know, they feel like things are not in the right places. um, Their lives are kind of all over the place and they don't feel like they're being a good mom or they don't feel like they're doing a good job at their work. And it was just interesting to hear what Anne had to say about setting up home management systems and what she includes in the home management systems, like working out and possibly hiring a housekeeper and just realizing that we cannot do it all. And I think as moms, we feel like we should be doing it all, right? And then when you're not, you feel so guilty about it. So I wanted to have her come on, just give us some tips, share with us her experience. She has four kids. She also works from home. So she's had to figure out ways to be able to do her job, and also parent the best that she can for herself and for her family, and to also know that we are not all the same. So trying to do something that someone else is doing may not work for us and to not feel bad about it. So make sure you share this with your friends, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hey, you guys, before we jump in the show, I want to give you guys an update on my whole weight loss journey. If you've been listening to the shows for the past month or two, I had an update um, with using Lean with Amanda Nybert. And I'm trying to do that every month to two months because not everybody listens to every episode. And um, I'm going to actually do several episodes on my whole weight loss journey, I think in the fall. But until then, I'm just trying to use the intro to just kind of give people some updates and stuff like that, because I know when I was trying to figure out what was the best thing that I needed to do for myself, I wanted to hear what other people were doing if they were successful at it. And so if this is you, I want you just to know kind of my journey. And if you guys don't need to lose weight, if you're someone who's like, I don't I don't need this and whatever, kudos to you. But think about somebody that you might know that who's struggling and maybe they can't get that weight off from having their second, third, fourth kid, whatever it is. And they just don't feel like themselves. So please think about that when you're hearing me talk if you don't need to lose weight and all that kind of stuff, because I know that's not everyone's struggle. Um, so I kind of just want to do a little bit of an update. People have been coming up to me because they are starting to notice that I'm smaller and all that kind of stuff and just asking where it started. And um, honestly, it all started with Amanda Nyberg's Lean program. And so I did an episode with her. I did a series. It starts with episode 112. Make sure to go listen to the series because she goes through everything in detail on how the program works, why it works, and all that stuff. She does a great job of doing that, more than I could even tell you right now in this short amount of time. What's even better is Amanda gives Mom Inspired Show listeners an exclusive discount of $20 off where you cannot find anywhere. So you can only find it here. And if you have already done the program and you want to do it again, there is a repeat client discount of $10 off. So make sure to use those. And so those discounts, what they are is mominspiredshow.com forward slash lean, L-E-A-N 20, 2-0 or mominspiredshow.com forward slash lean, L-E-A-N 10. And so make sure to use that. But you can go to episode 112. All the stuff is in the show notes if you forget what I just said. And you can find the discount links there. But what I wanted to tell you guys, so I had two friends come to me talking to me about what I've been up to. And they did one of Amanda's sessions. She generally does two a month for seven weeks. It's an online program. And they just finished. And one of them almost lost 10 pounds and another lost, I think, eight pounds. So just to give you an idea of what different women are losing. And um, and they felt great. And one of my friends, she just absolutely loved it. And she was really struggling trying to get the weight off. And she was doing burn. I do burn. It's a boot camp. And she was just working her butt off. And she couldn't get the weight down. And I was like, hey, you should probably try lean and see if that helps. Because a lot of people think that they can work out and not change their eating and lose weight, which is completely false, especially the older you get. You really have to like hone in your food and working out is great, but sometimes working out makes you hungry. And then you got to really like wrap your mind around that whole thing. So I was so excited to see that she finally lost weight and had success with that using lean. So I wanted to just share that with you guys. And if you guys are kind of like, I know what I really need to do and blah, blah, blah. And you just don't do it. Well, this is a great accountability. Like you have to post like your macros and all that stuff every day on, um, on the app and stuff like that, that she provides you. And if this is all new to you, and you're kind of like, I have no idea. This is amazing, because it gives you just a total new way of thinking about things it gives you new tools. And then when you're done, you can kind of make it your own, or you can do a repeat session and stuff like that. So I just wanted to let you guys know about this program, because I really like it. And it started off my whole journey back in January of where I am today. And so I just wanted to share that with you. I didn't want to hold it to myself. I wanted you guys to know what I've been up to. And if you have friends, make sure to share this episode with them and make sure to have them check out episode 112 and they can hear everything that she has to say. And then all the links will be in the show notes. So if you guys are hesitant and you feel like you want to ask me a question, do not feel like scared to reach out to me. Okay. I'm a normal person. If you want to ask me some questions about the program, you can find me on Facebook at Amber Sandberg, Instagram, I'm Amber Sandberg, or if you're on my email list, you can email me. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I would love to help you. I feel so much better now. I feel more like myself. It just feels so good. It's just like, oh my gosh, I'm like finally getting back to the Amber that I used to know. And I know there's moms out there listening to this feeling the same exact way. So I am speaking to you. So anyways, I just wanted to share that with you and I can't wait to do a few episodes in the fall and then you'll you'll get a lot more detail and stuff like that. But I just wanted to give you guys some info until that point, just so that it can help you out if you need it. All right, let's go to the show. And thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, good. So I like to start off every show with an icebreaker on travel. I am a travel agent, so I just like asking everyone where their favorite vacation spot is and why. And this can be with or without kids.
1: Um, That is actually a harder question than you might guess for me because (laughs) we're from Denver, but we've been living in Spain for the last two years. So I feel like I've been like jet-set mom. Yeah. So when we're in Spain, honestly, my favorite thing to do is just drive. We live on the southern coast um, on the Mediterranean. So I nice. just like to drive a little bit down the beach and find a spot to pop a squat and sleep in the, in the van and, and do that kind of like bohemian. Yeah, that is uh, bohemian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But without my kids, my favorite thing to do is probably still camping, but in the mountains in Denver.
0: <laughs> nice. I was going to ask, so what um, made you move to Spain for two years?
1: Um, it was really just because we wanted to have the experience of living abroad and mm. give our
0: kids that yeah.
1: opportunity and learning the language and learning That's how cool. to live in a different culture and all that.
0: Yeah. Where, um, If you were to tell people, like, you need to go here on vacation Mm -hmm. in spain where like especially along the coast i'm a coastal person Um, okay where would you say they have to go and it may be a spot too that People might not even realize exists, so that's where I'm really curious about. Yeah,
1: I think our town that we live in is called Almeria, and Mm. it's about two hours away from Malaga, and about an hour and forty-five minutes away from Granada, and it's right on the beach. Mm. And most people have never heard of it. And right next to Almeria is a national park that's on the coast and the coral reefs and everything called Cabo de Gata. Ooh. And that is definitely a not to be missed
0: place that most people do miss. <laughs> wow. So, where do you fly? What's the nearest airport that you would fly in to get to your area? Almeria
1: has its own airport. It's really mm. small, it has like three gates.
0: Okay. But you can also fly into Malaga or Granada. Okay. That is really exciting. Yeah. I can see why you had a hard time with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool. Okay, well, let's jump into the show. Um how about you share a little bit more about yourself? Um your name, where so you're from, so are you from Denver? Actually from Michigan, but oh, I've lived so in Denver. Like really where are now. you where from? You in Michigan. Um, well, my
1: family lives in Grand Rapids and I went to school at the University of Michigan. Yes.
0: Okay. So I'm from like the Plymouth Livonia area. So totally unfamiliar with U of M (laughs) have lots of friends that have gone to U of M. So, um, go blue, but, um, okay. So, all right. So we just jumped in there. So how about you share your, um, your name, how many kids you have, and then we'll get to how you got to where you are today.
1: So, my name is Ann Kaplan, and I have four kids ages four to 14. Actually, I'm so on autopilot, five (laughs) to 14. (laughs) (laughs) I know those birthdays get (laughs) you. I know. Um, And yes, and I've got four kids ages five to 14, and I um, am a birth coach and a parent coach, and I help um, my clients raise great kids from conception to college, is what I like to say.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, You know, one of the reasons why I wanted you to come on is because you also handle home management. And I think for moms, it's so easy to get overwhelmed by home management systems. and But at the same time, you need that to happen in order for your life to not feel so chaotic, especially when you're home with the kids or if you're trying to work from home. I feel Mm -hmm. like that really needs to happen versus, you know, Not to say that you don't need it when you work outside the home, but when you're gone most of the day, um, it does feel different than when you're home all day, even not working just with the kiddos or trying to work. It just can feel super nuts, you know. So that's why I thought it'd be fun to have you on the show to kind of share your experience and um, your passion for home management as well as working from home with little ones. And obviously you have four, so um, you really had to figure that out. So anyway... (sighs) What made you start? So you went from a birth coach. I'm curious, like how you transitioned to get into like home management and and stuff like that.
1: Totally. So when I first started my practice, I was just, a. I like to say I was a birth junkie. So I was just (laughs) totally obsessed with birth and I started out just as a doula and then I got trained to teach childbirth education. And as my kids grew and as my client's kids grew, I started fielding more and more questions about like how to actually mom, you know, whether, you know, it's funny. I say, Oh, what I do is help people raise great kids. And that might seem like it doesn't have anything to do with home management, but it really does have everything to do with home management. Um, When I first started kind of branching out and helping parents after they had their kids learn how to do anything from get their kids to sleep through the night, introduce solids, weaning, behavior, tantrums, all those things. I started out really only focusing on discipline and I realized that my clients were not getting the results they needed because it's impossible to do the things we know we need to do for our kids um, when it comes to discipline and staying calm and all these little things we know we're supposed to be doing if our house and our family and our lives are completely chaotic and disorganized and we're feeling totally depleted and marginalized, you're just not going to be able to mm-hmm. do those discipline things. So that's when I started weaving in the, the I call family systems and the parenting mindset. So now when I work with parents, we have this like three pronged approach where we focus on discipline. Yes, but that's only a third of what we do. We also talk about home management and family systems. And that, and that third, third is the parenting mindset, you know, the stuff like all that insidious stuff like mom guilt and self judgment and all that stuff. Oh yeah. So yeah, I love it. That system stuff is crucial. And when you're working at home, it's 10 times more because (laughs) I feel like, um, the superpower of, of working at home is also the kryptonite of working at home. It's like, yeah, It's you're your own boss. This is yeah. amazing. And also crap, you're your own boss. <laughs> like you don't have the imposed <laughs> boundaries of yeah. like leaving your house and going to your office mm-hmm. to force you to actually not multitask and be focused. You have to put those boundaries on yourself. Yes. And it just requires so much more organization and systems just like we're talking about. Yeah,
0: I, I agree. And so I do think that's really good to know. And I think a lot of times people might want to kind of gloss over that because maybe that's not their strength of theirs. And they're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't really need it. And so that's why I wanted you to come on, break it down for us because the people who kind of feel like, no, that's not the most important, I want them to hear it from a different perspective, especially with a mom of four and you've lived overseas. (laughs) So, you know, just kind of going between two different. It's not like you're just in one area. So, I mean, you really have to kind of deal with different circumstances and all that kind of stuff. And um, so I just thought that would be good. And then the people who really do like systems, you know, I thought it'd be good for them just kind of maybe put a little fire under the butt if they kind of let that lax a little bit, especially with it being summer. It's so easy for things to kind of totally. get so off whack. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, and but, I can tell you, yeah.
1: like, even the people who love systems, I've yeah. yet to meet a, a client, even yeah. one who's been working with me for a while, who's really nailing it in all areas. Like, oh, systems right. is a broad category. Yes. Systems, in my world anyway, in my practice, systems includes everything from family routine to um, rules around bedtime to getting a cleaning lady in your house to mm. delegation chores. Like, there's so much there. Yeah. Um, self care routine, gym membership, nutrition, fa- meal planning. Like, all of those things count as systems. And I hats off to you if you're the one person in the <laughs> entire universe who's actually doing it all. Taking, yeah, <laughs>
0: but taking names yeah. in all of those areas. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be very hard to do. And I also know too that you as much as you are about home management systems and you just kind of jumped into a little bit like the other things that you kind of put under that umbrella, which I thought was really interesting. Um, but you're not just about the pretty pictures on Pinterest, because I do feel like a lot of people get stuck in that mode. Oh, that it's yeah. like, okay, so this is what that looks like. And we have really cute stationery and, you know, the desk <laughs> looks like it's never been worked on um, in a day in its life. Right. And you're just kind of like, okay, cool. And, um, you know, and then people kind of get overwhelmed because that's not their life. Right. And so, um I'm curious, let's like go back a little bit to share with us your personal experience with getting your home more streamlined and and even talking about, um, I, I want you to weave in a little bit like how you were saying um, having a housekeeper, having um, a gym membership, because that's a little bit outside of what I think people would classify as home management. So I want you to touch on that, but I also wanted you to touch on how, I know that you were saying about your clients that you realized that it wasn't working, just talking about discipline, but mm-hmm. when did it Dawn on you that you really needed to come up with home management systems I mean uh, luckily
1: for me or I guess once again Blessing and a curse kryptonite and superpower. I'm a total like I'm in a type one. I'm a Virgo. Oh, a one. Like, I am like organization. Over my husband's cheer. a one. Yeah. And so it, it didn't, wasn't like this aha moment for me I that my it. house yeah. needed to be organized. The aha moment for me was like to like, just, you know, gently remove the stick from my butt and like lighten up a little bit <laughs> because I wasn't going to be able to, you know, I, I joke with my clients now, like when my first two kids were born, I was still like forcing myself to vacuum sweep and mop my house daily. Wow. What, what was I doing? <laughs> and of course, like I was a total psycho because, um, that's just, it's not sustainable. And anybody who has multiple children mm-hmm. will tell you, and I didn't have a cleaning lady cause I was all up in my head about like, Oh no, nope, my job. You gotta do it. Cleaning. Yep. Oh yeah. God, this is yep. my job. I'm mm-hmm. in charge of the domestic stuff, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Even when I was still like had a job outside of the house and everything, and so. You know, that was the aha, like breaking point for me was like, let's recognize this isn't working instead of coming up with some idea of what it's quote unquote supposed to be like before you even ever have kids or are experiencing what it's like to be a mother and then force that round peg into that square hole, you know, blindly <laughs> yeah, over yeah. for the next 18 years. Like yeah. you sometimes you just got to take a step back and reassess and be like, this, this ain't going to work, you know, right, like, right. We need to reinvent the wheel here a little bit and like recognize like, you know, I'm one person raising a child, raising one child is a full time job. Running a home is a full time job. Also, I had a job outside of those things. And you just do the math. I'm one person with three people's jobs. It's never going to work. And you're a wife on top of that. And all the other
0: relationships that you have in your life
1: and a sister and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's it's not a failure on our part to realize that we need to learn how to not only just organize, but but delegate. And, you know, I say sometimes like, you know it's called management systems, not like worker bee systems. Like you're yeah. the manager. The manager isn't the one who does, does all everything. The yeah. The manager is the one who makes sure that, that everything's running smoothly so that all the things, those things get accomplished. He's, he or she is not the person who accomplishes every single one of those things. Yeah, And so, you know, for me, that was, that was my like realization for myself personally, as a mom was just like, okay, I need to figure out a different way. Part of it, it was a, it was a combination of a little bit of lowering my standards a, of like, you know, rigid cleanliness and things like that, and sort of embracing that a little bit more and then also realizing that some things really did need to get done. I couldn't just like, you know, relax and not ever clean my bathroom. But did I need to be the one who cleaned my bathroom? Right. Yeah, not necessarily. And did my bathroom need to be cleaned daily? Not necessarily, you know, and right. so, you know, that, that kind of like gentle combination and that, I mean, it gets back to that once again, those that three-pronged approach, like part of that was a mindset shift for me. Like I couldn't do what I needed to do with my manage, my family management and my home management until I had the mindset shift of lowering my standards, reframing what it, what my responsibility and job was as a mother and as a homemaker and all those things, so...
0: Yeah, no, I like that, and it's interesting that you still were trying to do that all with two kids. It's interesting (laughs) what the breaking point will be for people. Um, You know, I when I was um, in my young twenties, we knew a family that had a family of six, uh, or I I should say, six kids, and so the family of eight, and we had asked them like, how do you do it? And they're like, you just have to have less rules. Like, you can't you can't keep functioning as if you have two adults living in the home, you know? And I always thought that was interesting, but with you being a one, um, I could see how you probably even with two kids that you're like still trying to like, I'm gonna do all these every single day, just knowing my husband. (laughs) And um yeah,
1: and so I just think it was such a blessing for my children. Because even though I had two kids, my oldest is only two. So it was really only two years into my like oh got it, that's where I was like, Okay, the wheels are coming off here. But honestly it was such a blessing for my kids because I try to imagine what their childhood would have been like being raised by the person I was mm. then and yeah, it would have yeah. been unbearable and I I just I'm like so grateful that I did kind of quote unquote cave or whatever because you know you just I don't know mm-hmm. I I see now it with my own clients the more out of control we feel as parents the more controlling we become on our children and mm. the more controlling Come on our yes. children, the less effective our parenting is, and pretty soon we're just in a like nonstop power struggle with like the universe, not just yeah. our kids, yeah. but every right. single right. thing and that's you know that's not a good environment for kids to grow up in, and it doesn't result in good behavior it doesn't teach them good life lessons, and it's also miserable for everybody, including the person who's going crazy about control oh for sure, so you know it it was really. You know the the universe is very wise. Let's just put it that way.
0: (laughs) So speaking of like your clients and stuff like that, so you know, let's imagine that they're not all type ones, right? So that's not not their person, right? Yeah, that's (laughs) not their personalities. Um, What are some tips that you find that you really tell clients over and over again um, in regards to getting out of the chaos, like you're talking about, and more organized when it comes to their home and home management?
1: Um, The first thing I do with every one of my clients, no matter how type A or, you know, whatever they are, is come up with a family routine. And we kind of have a little talk about how routine and schedule are not the same thing. So when you work with me, we use those words differently. Routine means like what you're doing predictably every single week, like, Every Wednesday, so-and-so has piano lessons. Every Tuesday, I go to the gym. You know, that's your routine. And that's something you can actually put down on paper. You can post it. And this is a big one that almost no moms do, at least when they're first starting working with me. Make it... Um, put it up, like put it in the refrigerator, make it mm. public. Because when you just are the keeper of all information, you're making it impossible for anybody to help you. Good point. And you're really setting um, and teaching to the people around you that it's really not their problem. Because if it were, they would be made aware of it. So put, posting your family routine in your kitchen or on the refrigerator or wherever in a public space. And then your schedule is more like the, the things that are woven in to your routine and they vary week to week, day to day. So like this week, mom has book club or this week, um, so-and-so is getting a haircut or we have a trip to the dentist or whatever. That's what, that's your schedule. Your schedule is kind of like your routine plus whatever extra different variations are happening. And that also needs to get posted. So a lot of my clients use like chalkboards and stuff like that because they can have the routine posted there um, that's like unerasable. And then they just write all over it with chalkboard with chalk, like what's going on this week that what's different this week. And even if you're not a super type a person, almost everybody, when they start working with me, just feels so out of control and and overwhelmed with what's going on around them that even the most like loosey goosey person really does like having a little bit of structure. And I will say like, we talk all the time about how kids need structure, kids need boundaries. Pa- parents need that too. No matter how free flowing you are, yeah. even the most free flowing person still craves some sort of like structure within, within which they're operating. And and outside of that, it is up to you how large and loose that structure becomes. You know, some of my clients have like their routines going from like hour to hour, even 30 minute increments. And some of my clients just have like three hour blocks where it's like lunch and nap or, (laughs) you know, whatever. And it's totally fine. You know, when, when we when I'm teaching classes and stuff, I always put up an image of like how my entire practice works. And the main overarching goal, which you heard me mention already is raising kids on your terms. So, raising great kids on your terms is really, really important. Like, you can't, one of the reasons why some of us feel so overwhelmed and frustrated is because we don't even realize it, but we've been trying to be someone we're not since the day we got pregnant, and peed on that stick. Like, yeah, yeah. This is how pregnancy is supposed to look like. This is what a mm. good mom does or whatever. Yeah, and we yeah. never even sit, sit to think, like, well, is that actually who I am? Because right, right. I'm really not interested in faking it for 20 years because yeah, that's exhausting. That feels terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I do think that's a good point for you. Yeah, about family systems or mindset or discipline or whatever. It all still has to be something that feels like you.
0: Yeah, because there's, you know, I have some friends that they are totally, um, I feel like laid back, very spontaneous. um, And they have you know, they have multiple kids. It's not just one or two. And I'm always like, that would completely stress me out, but Mm -hmm. it works for them. Right. So I think it's really good to know what kind of mother you are and not try to be that because it's already stressful trying to be the person you are supposed to be. Okay. Mm -hmm. But then to try to be like, well, if I could be more like them, you're only going to get more stressed out. So I really just try to, um, you know, appreciate like when i see people that are different from me and just be like wow that's really cool and you know i wish i had a little bit more of that and maybe i could pick up on that but to try to make myself be completely that it just would it would make me miserable because that just wasn't how i how i was wired so i like that you kind of go into that and and the fact too that like you think about your kids um if you have more than one you're going to be doing this more than 18 years so it's just <laughs> that is exhausting um I want to jump into the working from home component. You know, there's a lot of moms, especially today, I noticed that they're doing some level of working from home. Not everyone, but either it be like, you know, they're starting photography or they want to pick it back up or an MLM, you know, direct sales, or, you know, they're doing their old job that they used to do before they got pregnant and, you know, their bosses have let them do part time at home. And then they have to figure out how are we doing all this kind of like what you were saying, you really need to be on top of it if you're working from home. So I'm curious, what do you feel like is the most challenging thing for people um, when it comes to working from home and having uh, little kids running around and trying to get that stuff done, also stay on top of the house, and also staying on top of the kids? I this is one word answer.
1: Multitasking (laughs) is if anybody follows me on Facebook or watches any of my videos or anything, you probably heard me say this a million times. Multitasking is the devil. It is the source of frustration, anger, overwhelm, making huge mistakes, like all of the parenting things we find ourselves doing that we hate, like losing our temper on our kids, screaming, constantly repeating ourselves, all of those things when we're multitasking, we automatically have this sensation 24-7 that just right outside the edge of our peripheral vision, there's a fire that we need to put out. And when you are in that place, it is impossible to be calm, to actually think clearly, to make good decisions, to remember things, all of those things. We're, we're in this like almost like in a fight or flight state, or even if the two things you're multitasking are chatting on the phone while you're getting your kid ready for school, you're going to forget something. Mm -hmm. Or you are, even if you don't forget something, that experience of getting your child ready for school and that experience of the conversation you're attempting to have will be really, really unsatisfying and feel super stressful. And so when we're at home, when we're working from home, it is super hard to remember that you really can't effectively or productively or efficiently parent or work when you're doing both of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. Just because you're a stay-at-home or a work-at-home parent doesn't mean you're working and parenting twenty at the same, same time. That's not a necessity, and I, I submit to my clients anyway that it's actually our biggest downfall. So no matter what age your kids are, like what I do with my my work at home parents is we really sit down with that timetable and figure out like, okay, how many hours a week do you need to work? How many hours a week are you actually away from your children? And if those Mm -hmm. two numbers aren't the same, it's not going to work. Yeah, period. Mhm. And so we c- we do count things like when the kids are still sleeping, when the kids are napping. Right. Maybe you can come like that, that doesn't mean that if you can't afford childcare, you can't work from home. It just means that we need to get creative and we need to be very realistic about how many hours a week you can work. You might need to do a kid swap with a neighbor, you might f- ask a relative to come, you might tag team with your partner if you have a co-parent, like all of these little things. You can hire a for a way cheaper, a younger age mm-hmm. child to be a mother's helper and just still be in the house with them, but in a different room, and you know things like that. But if you're the person who's responsible for your children in that moment, you you really can't be working. And it's not just about working. Multitasking is so insidious, and and whether or not we're working, whether whether or not we're talking about jobs, you know, yeah, listening to your child while you're cooking dinner. Sometimes it can yeah. really not do, be good, a good idea <laughs> yeah. for you. You know, like, it, does your child feel really heard from that conversation? You know, probably not. And, yeah, that's a good point. you know, those those kinds of things. And so I think we trick ourselves as parents into thinking that multitasking is essential and it's unavoidable. And it's the only way that we can actually achieve the things that we need to achieve during the day. But that's not true. Because when we're multitasking, we're doing everything, t- we're actually taking longer to do everything and we're doing it less well. Um, so I'm I'm try I'm really trying to avoid swearing. I'm s i am have such a potty mouth
0: and I'm like <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate because we have yeah, I don't have an explicit <laughs> um, podcast. So then I no, I'd have good. to edit I'm you like, out. <laughs> I'm like you would be beeping me so much right now. I have already like stopped myself a dozen times. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, I know what you're saying. Sometimes it does make you want to cuss. So <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, it's like not doing a good job of the things you're doing and you're taking longer to do things sure. poorly. It, that's yeah. what's really happening. And so it, it's like, well, how long would it have taken me to write this email to my client if I hadn't gotten interrupted six times? probably 15 minutes, but instead it took me an hour. And the whole time that I was doing it, I was also barking at my children. I spilled water on myself, a, a kid like flushed something down the toilet. It's like, why is that better? That's not better. You know, you could have gotten 15 minutes of childcare for that email <laughs> and had 45 minutes of just really awesome
0: connection with your kids. Instead. Yeah. Yeah. So the main point is to really not think that you can multitask and to really figure out how you can kind of box things out, like looking at your whole week, like you were saying, either get up really early in the morning or if you do have kids that nap, use that time and then probably working in the evening Um, I, I do, it always is interesting to me when people are going to have new babies and they're like, I'm going to work from home now. Granted, sometimes having a newborn is different. It either can go both ways. You could have a colicky baby that you feel like you need to hold all the time. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're breastfeeding, you have to do that. Or if you're pumping, which is so annoying, um, all that stuff takes up so much time or you could have a baby that sleeps a good amount during the day because they're up all night. And so you might be able to get stuff done and then it's harder when they start moving around. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do feel like women are kind of misled to some degree about thinking how easy it is to work from home when they don't even have a child yet. And they haven't worked from home with having kids and kind of like what you're saying is like, they have to be realistic and um, have like, you can't just assume you're going to have like a four hour block unless you have somebody watching the child right. and it's not going to be interrupted. That's almost impossible. Right. And, it's totally true. I think we
1: as women have been sold a false bill of goods since the our childhood of like, you can be it all, you can have it all, you can do every, you can do it all. it's not really true. Like you can do anything you want, but you can't do everything at the same time. I mean, you're still a human being and like the space time continuum exists for all of us, you know? And so it's like, we feel like failures once we have our kids and we're like, wait a second, I can't figure out how to do this, but I've been told that I can do it. So I must be failing at this and it looks like everybody else has figured out how to do yes. this except me. And that's mm-hmm. so not true.
0: Yep. I agree. You'd, and It's yeah, all and, about making choices. Right. And you know, sometimes I, I realize too that I, we don't have family near us. Um, and I'll later realize that Maybe someone has parents and they've dropped their kids off um, to stay at grandma's for a few hours or to spend the night or something and you don't realize that. So you're not even comparing apples to apples. So no. so kind of like what you're saying, you're like, oh, wow, they really haven't figured out or they can do this and and how are they able to do it? And then you realize, oh... OK, they have either they're paying for the help or they're getting free help somehow, you know, um, right. in, a, in, in most cases. And you just may not realize it um, or they've lowered their yeah. standard right. in an area where you haven't. Correct. You know, it's like we, it, it's uh, it's almost
1: impossible to ever compare apples to apples because we're all just different people. We're all unique people. We're all our families are all unique and all of those things like. And, um, and I just think once again, it, it comes right back down to that, raising great kids on your own terms, like figure out how it works for you instead of, you know, looking at what, what it appears like. I mean, that, uh, that whole expression, like we, pr- we compare our backstage disaster to other people's sure. like front stage, front stage. performance yeah, and, yeah. and it's like, we don't know, we don't know. And, and, and even if we did know, it doesn't matter because that person's
0: not you. Yeah. That's such a good point. Now I'm gonna we're at, we're almost at the end of the show, Anne. But um, I wanted to ask you one last question, and this might be the same answer. Um, but what do you find is really working against moms? So besides multitasking, mm-hmm. what is, especially when trying to set up home system, you know, home management mm-hmm. systems? What are some things that you would say just avoid this that you feel like moms keep getting into this vicious circle of doing? Mm-hmm. I think it's that like, the FOMO that we all feel.
1: Of, oh, yeah. You know, it's that combination of like Pinterest FOMO and shooting all over ourselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh, it's supposed to be like this. Well, my chore wheel is just something I wrote down on a piece of notebook paper. That's not what it looks like on Pinterest. It's a <laughs> chore wheel. Did it get it get your kids to do chores? Yes. <laughs> okay. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. Pat yourself on the back. and move on to your life. It just, life is too short, Yeah, yeah. you know, but, but instead it's like, oh, well, I'm not doing it the right way. Or, you know, like I did a, I did a Facebook live a few years ago that, uh, had a swear in it. So I'm not going to say what it was called, but I basically (laughs) said, you know, forget family dinner, but I didn't say forget. Okay. I said, I know what you mean. (laughs) Okay. Got it. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, for all my life, I've been taught like you have to have dinner together as a family. If you don't, your kids are going to get addicted to drugs and they're never going to (laughs) talk to you again. And you know, you're going to get like a a teenager or something like that. Like family dinner is the key. And if you're not doing it, you're basically throwing (laughs) your family in the garbage. Yeah. Yeah. I hate family dinner with my kids. Like my, do you think a fourteen-year-old and a five-year-old are like good dinner <laughs> companions? No, my fourteen-year-old is like a werewolf. Like I, <laughs> I cherish and and love my moments with him where he's like actually like acting like a human, sane, rational creature, and I just love him so much. But to put the expectation that dinner time is going to work for for that, it's not. <laughs> And it was like an eye-opening, mind-blowing experience when I was like, what if I could be a good mom and not have family dinner? Like, what if I'm just the kind of mom who's like really amazing and inspirational one-on-one with my kids Mm. and I have unseverable like soul bond with with each of them and that's what they need for me and that's what I need from them and that's enough. What if? Yeah, yeah. Yeah mackerel family dinner maybe it'll happen sometimes maybe at other times it doesn't happen and we're still good human beings we don't need to be put in jail (laughs) like it's okay yeah you know there's people like going
0: yeah listening to you say that (laughs) thank goodness we're not the only ones
1: (laughs) don't don't get caught up in the shooting all over yourself the pinterest fomo oh yeah. yeah do it how it works for you and and you might need help and that's where someone like me comes in But a good, a good coach, whether it's me or somebody else, is not going to tell you that you have to do it a certain way. They're going to get to know you Mm. and understand you and let you answer that question for yourself. Yeah, that's a good point. That's the only way that it's going to be sustainable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that you said that because I, you know, not everything works for everyone, you know, and um, there are families out there that are very close you know, to each other and they are not doing, you know, maybe the traditional life and stuff like that. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, But before we close, um, I, I want to let everybody know that Anne's information will be all in the show notes, but Anne does have a freebie. So why don't you share with us what that is and where they can yeah, find it? And then I will put I'm, it in the show notes too.
1: Awesome. I'm super pumped to give this away. It's It's an awesome free guide that is a printable workbook that walks you through um, some of the principles that we talked about today and also a lot of um, discipline um, stuff. It's called the free my free guide to getting your kids to listen the first time you ask and um, you can find it super easily um, at bitly. So it's a bitly link bit.ly slash mama guide. So it's super easy to find, and if you go to that website, you'll learn more about it and awesome. just grab it, print it out, and perfect instantly transform the way that you relate to your children.
0: Awesome. <laughs> well, Ann, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was uh, it was fun and enlightening to hear um, your thoughts and ideas. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I had a good time. Hey, you guys, have you subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show email list yet? If you want to have discounts sent to your email and links to the books we discuss on the show, as well as all the guests' information, then you will want to subscribe. That way, every episode will show up in your inbox every Tuesday, and you won't have to go searching for the newest episode. It will be right at your fingertips. So just go to mominspiredshow.com and scroll down and enter your name and email, and you will be all set. See you next week.